Welcome to Pickleball 411. I am Coach Fig along with Coach And uh, apologies for last week's miss, but uh, our producer got sick. So uh, we had to um, not record. But we had a, a little COVID scare, but fortunately it turned out to be negative, just cold. Okay, I wasn't going to go that far, but okay, cool. Well, um, that's, but, that's the age that we're living in. Okay, it? so we're back and we're ready. So today we're going to talk about the importance of the third shot. So the importance of the third shot. So basically... A lot of people talk about the third shot drop, but that's not necessarily the proper shot at all times because sometimes you're off balance, sometimes the ball is short, sometimes you're being rushed, sometimes the ball is sliced to your feet, and you do not want to hit a third shot drop off of your back foot. So when you want to hit the third shot drop is when you're on balance, the ball is kind of floaty, and that's when you go for the third shot drop. Sometimes when people are hitting off their back foot, they're just reacting. And it's just hard to hit a third shot drop off of that. So sometimes it's just a reaction shot. And sometimes you just want to get it in play just because the ball is struck really well. Okay, well, the third shot isn't necessarily a drop. Um, a lot of people say third shot drop. It's assumed that it's somehow sacred that you have to have a drop, but it has to be situational. You don't want to bring your opponents to the net because here's the facts. We've talked about the serve. We've talked about the return. We've told you that the return should be deep, correct? Yes. That the return in the middle deep would be one of your best ways to return. So what we're trying to do as a returning team is we're trying to take advantage of the situation we have one of our partners already at the kitchen line we have one of us back if we hit deep and lobby and into the middle we can sneak in there and the service team is always going to be the third shot right they're always going to make the third shot now if we both get into the net that's when they want to make the drop if one of us is staying back or the serve was so good that it was deep and I can't get forward, the third shot most likely shouldn't be a drop, but rather a drive. Okay, fair enough. And also, the return is going to dictate what type of shot you hit. So I have a student that just started playing pickleball, and she is hesitant because... The, the, the return is very short. So then she doesn't know what to do. So for you bangers out there, when the ball is returned short, that's when you actually want to drive at your opponent. And when the ball is hit a little deeper, that's when you want to get the third shot drop in. If it's high and loopy, you have more time to set up. And that's when you can get your feet underneath you and actually drop it into certain spots. All right, well, I'd like to talk about the act execution of a third shot drop, the actual drop shot. 
the grip should be a, a neutral grip. Shouldn't be a strong grip. It shouldn't be like the semi western or western. Shouldn't be that an extreme grip. A continental grip, as we've talked to you at length about, is a neutralized, a neutral grip that allows you to use both sides of your paddle for forehand and backhand. But the drop is this is going to be the hardest shot you ever develop in pickleball. It requires skill. It requires the ability to figure out the distance. You're at the you're at the um, uh, baseline. The kitchen is seven feet, and then seven feet on the other side. So you're trying to loft this ball gently over the net and falling into the kitchen without it bouncing too high for them to kill you. So this is going to take a shot. This shot's going to take you a while to develop. So don't get frustrated. Don't, uh, you know, you go out and play and you're, you're trying the third shot and it's falling short. It's uh, sitting too high. You're getting killed. It's just, it's going to take time to develop. But once you have it, you're going to be able to neutralize that returning team at the net. And what is the drill that you have for people to practice their third shot drop? Well, my couple, there's just, you know, many ways to practice this. You could just go out with a bag of uh, pickle balls, stand at the baseline, drop it and hit it yourself and just practice. You want the apex of the ball to, to arc right before it gets to the net and then drop over. You want your ball to actually be going lower, you know, coming down into the kitchen not going up into their kitchen and dropping down does that make sense you want it to kind of like be the highest it's going to be on your side of the net and then dropping into their side so you could just get a bucket of balls practice that on your own or you could get a partner and you're going to take turns one of you will be at the baseline feeding the ball to the person who would be hitting the third shot and they're going to practice that dropping it into the net but the person who's feeding the balls, you're going to keep trying to hit balls deep to them, putting them off balance. Can you hit a third shot arcing ball dropping into the kitchen off balance? Um, like you said, you not it's, it's difficult, but um, it's going to take lots and lots of practice. Is it worth it? It's going to be worth it because, like I said, you'll be able to neutralize the team that's at the net, which is usually your returners. Now, like we just touched on a little bit, do you want to do this if they're back? Most likely, no. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, they can't move forward, so I'll hit a drop shot, and then the team comes forward. Now you've just you know, given them a please come to the net card, and now you're at a disadvantage. So think through what your strategy is before you execute that drop. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense as far as a um, drill is concerned. <clears throat> I, I have a, a partner that I practice with. They're at the net. I'm in the back. They drill it right at my feet, and I have to move my feet so much to where I have to hit a third shot drop. The person at the net is practicing hitting volleys and rushing the ball at me as well, so that makes my third shot drop a lot better as well. So they get practice hitting at the net, and taking balls out of the air, I get the practice of hitting third shot drops. So another thing that 
uh, people need to start <clears throat> using is a dipper drop because that's what's being used nowadays because the lofty old school third shot drop is sort of back in the day where it worked back then but now people are getting more athletic more reach they're getting better at it so the dipper it actually dips at your feet faster and you the our listeners should probably listen to that as i mean listen should probably practice that shot as well well the third shot um dip is something that you're going to generate top spin on so that the ball will drop it's it's kind of a drive and a drop if you're a tennis player you know this shot we call it kind of like it we used to call it the chili dip where it's gonna dip down at your feet and I can tell you that in pickleball, anytime you can hit at your opponent's feet, you're going to get them. If they do get it, they're going to pop the ball up. And that's the point of the third shot drop as the serve team. You want to hit that drop and get down into their feet. So they're popping the ball up to you as you're trying to make from the baseline to the service line or the service line. Um, the no folly zone you're trying to get in through there quickly without you being hit at your feet so you're trying to be offensive in order to get a a pop-up per se um you know it's all there's all different kinds of levels in pickleball you're going to experience things where sometimes you're going to go hey this person's i'm just i i can't do this with them they're they're just banging the ball so hard at me well, sometimes you're just going to have to go ahead and drive that ball, you know, and then just realize I'm in a game that where this is not going to be able to, I can't neutralize them right now. But look for opportunities in that game where you can neutralize their their hard hit shot. But a dipping shot is also something to develop. But um, we've sort of brought people to get them to go from beginner to intermediate, intermediates to try to get high intermediates. And this shot is going to be necessary for you to get make that transition right so in conclusion basically the return is going to dictate what shot you hit if it's deep most likely you want to hit a third shot drop especially if it's high you have time to set up you have time to get underneath the ball if it's short and it's a little high now you want to drive at your opponent because now the ball is going to go faster at your opponent if you're driving from the baseline, remember this ball is not as fast as a tennis ball. So it's not going to really bother them at all. So <clears throat> now if you're being rushed, uh, try not to be reactive. Try to slice back or don't try to just react and just hit it as hard as you can. You need to have a plan for when you hit a shot. All right. I, d I do want to um, kind of divert and talk about something a little bit different it's something i've come across with um, people who are trying to make a um, improvement in their games and a lot of them are saying you know and and some of us are not as young as we used to be and our bodies we have to take care of our bodies and even those of us who aren't necessarily that old may have injuries or things that we need to deal with and the subject is, is that people are like, well, I'm trying to play. My friends are playing five days a week and my body is hurting or, you know, I just, and, they, and they're saying, well, it's too bad. You need to be out here because we're going to get ahead of you. You're not going to be able to develop your game. And I just kind of wanted to throw it out there. 
um, you're, in my opinion, you're better off to get a practice partner, spend 20, 20, 30, 40 minutes on practice with them on the subject that we're talking about. And then go do cross training, you know, ride an exercise bike, do your weight training, your stretching, and that, and, and pick certain days to play where you know that you're gonna get decent matches and play two or three times a week if your body can handle it and go out and specifically work in those practice matches on the things that you're practicing off core or, or with your practice partner and see if you can develop that. I'm throwing it out there because I know that a lot of us are dealing with, you know, certain issues and don't feel like you need to be out there five, six days a week playing. It's not going to improve your game. What's going to improve your game is specific practice on specific shots and then applying them two or three times a week in good matches that will then excel you up into uh hopefully a better level that you're looking for. And since you brought that up, a lot of times when you're playing, you're not targeted as much because people just want to win in a pickup game. So you're not targeted. You don't get enough balls. So you're not hitting the quality shots that you want to hit. So sometimes you're barely getting three, four shots and you're really not practicing anything. So most likely, as you stated, it's probably better just to practice 25, 30, 40 minutes on a particular shot. And one other thing I'm going to throw out there, there is also, remember, open play is great because it's always available. You can always find a match. But start thinking also, are there three other people that are sort of in this, on the same journey as I am that maybe we could set up a day that we play, you know, best, uh, play four, four games, five games, six games, whatever, and you know that they're working on the same similar things and you may start to get more out of your match play that way because they're of like mind just throwing that out there so that i think as the journey you know increases you might want to start thinking this way in order to get a little bit bigger uh bang for your time okay uh do you have anything else to add i do i I do want to talk about something that we are going to talk about next time um and that's going to be court positioning and the dance of working with your partner. If they go this way and you don't go that way, we need to start talking about where should you be and how do partners work together for the best outcome on the court. Okay, and that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening to Pickleball 411. Until next week.